Imagine you wake up tomorrow as the true creator of your own life. What will you do with it? Imagine you could lead yourself through any obstacle or challenge standing in your way. Imagine you feel joyful, alive and free to live the life you dream of, be true to yourself and to make a real difference in the world every single day. You can. You are all these things already. In this moment, tomorrow and the next day. You already have everything you need within you to create, lead and live the life of your dreams. I'm Emily Wilkes and I'm so very excited you've invited me to join you on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Create, Lead, Live. This week I wanted to chat to you a little bit about my story and I do this um, in a space of uh, fear and also courage. Um, as you might know, recently I made the decision to be more of myself and share a little bit more of myself uh, through my work and hold back a little bit less um, than what I did previously. And today is a good opportunity to do that. So during the week, I wrote a blog post about what is it that's holding you back? And I thought a little bit about my journey as a coach and uh, over the years in my in my work and my life and the ways in which I have held back over the years and the kind of influence I guess that um, holding back has had on my career trajectory and my business and my evolution as a person and so I thought it might be useful to kind of explore a little bit more um, from my own personal journey um, to share with you I guess how um, I've come to this point in my life and some of the lessons that have come from that journey um, that may be useful to share and that may may or may not resonate with you and with your own unique experiences in your own life um, and in in terms of the you know the experiences you have of holding back as opposed to moving forward and and the kinds of um, reasons for that I guess so so I wanted to start I guess with um, you know my desire to make a difference in the world and where that kind of started and when I think back to it really like I've been thinking about this for a few days about you know what's relevant to share and um, when I think back to it I think about this sort of almost like a shameful secret that I carried from when I was a teenager and I guess when I was young, I became quite exposed to personal development. And this happened probably in my early to mid-teenage years. And it happened as a result of my family, uh, my parents, becoming involved in an interesting um, what we now call multi-level marketing business called Amway. And it was something which I guess... Um, was exciting to my family at the time um, because it was very um, social and connected and it was very inspiring and uplifting and motivating. Um, you know, it, that may sound um, a bit unusual for people that weren't involved in Amway because there is a lot of um, 
there's a lot of preconceived ideas uh, in the world about what multi-level marketing is and what it means and um, we encountered that at the time when I was younger um, and you know in my family and but but really I mean it wasn't something where my parents went knocked door to door or made uh, money out of it but it was something where they connected with other people who were very positive and other pe- and people that were um, wanting to kind of build one another up and um, look at developing themselves and so there's kind of like the business side of multi-level marketing but there's this huge multi you know and for those of you that are not involved in MLM may not be aware and for those of you that are um, would likely be aware that there's often a huge personal development element to um, those kinds of businesses and so as a teenager my family became involved in this and so we started um Bringing, you know, back in those days, we didn't have social media or YouTube or anything like that. It was basically books and tapes, and my family would bring home from their um, forums and conferences and those sorts of things personal development books about overcoming your own personal obstacles and challenges and your own inner beliefs and your own, um, you know, doubts and worries and those sorts of things to be able to move forward and chase your dreams. Um, and, you know, for many people in that situation, chasing their dreams meant their business. But all of these books weren't written for multi-level marketing people. They were written for everyday people like you and me. And so at that young age, I think I was about 14 maybe, um, when it, when we first became involved. And so my parents were bringing home all these books all the time and bringing home tapes um, that were really uplifting you know amazing music and speeches about people achieving their dreams and so I was exposed to this from that really young age and it was something which was actually really exciting and thrilling um, to think life was more than just um, day in day out doing you know going to school and doing you know I guess it gave life uh, more meaning for me because, and more a sense of empowerment where I felt like anything is possible for me um, and anything is possible for all of us um, and it's a matter of really connecting with what's in your heart and what your dreams are and what your goals are and believing in yourself and believing in your ability to turn those goals and dreams into reality. So that's kind of where this journey of mine kind of started in a way and as I said it was a shameful secret because you know, the name Amway, um, it gets people, you know, people have different, all different associations with, with that name, that business name. Um, and also with MLMs in general, people, um, have all kinds of different reactions. And for some people that's quite negative. And so as a young person, um, although I was very open, I didn't have friends that, um, shamed me for my parents being involved in Amway, but, there was that little bit of hesitation that I had, I guess, about sharing it with people. But I did share with people my journey um, in terms of personal development. And um, as I'd read books, I'd talk about it with my close friends and how exciting this was. And I found not a lot of other people uh, were interested in personal development at that stage. Um, But it just opened up a whole world to me. And it was something that I became hugely passionate about and I guess I kind of dreamt about how could I do something with this personal development in my own life um, and and in the world. And for me, I never never dreamt of becoming a multi-level marketer or running a business in that sense. My dream was actually about making a difference and helping others to experience this joy and inspiration and that self-belief that anything was possible. 
And so I kind of started this journey um, thinking, well, what does that look like? And I imagined to myself that at some point in time in the future that I would have a business, that I would run a business, that I would support people, whether it be through counselling or coaching or some kind of realm of impacting um you know impacting in the world through providing people with resources and tools and and ideas that help them to kind of lift their life to a whole other level and feel really excited and inspired and like the world was their oyster and so from that age that was where I was at and I was thinking about how do I do this Um, but when I think about the ways in which I held myself back from doing it I mean one of the things was that belief that I'm too young to do this. I'm, I'm a teenager. Like nobody's going to take me seriously. What do I need to do for people to take me seriously? I'm just, a, you know, I'm just a kid. And at first I thought about working with teenagers and young people. And when I was in my early 20s, I actually did do that. And I thought young people might take me seriously because I'm a little bit older than they are. Um, I certainly didn't think that anyone... Uh, in that older age bracket would ever take me seriously because I was just a young person. What did I know about any of this stuff? And so I sort of started my journey as a, as a, um, a, a as a an adult, a young adult, thinking about well, what do I need to do to really have that credibility or have that um, be in that realm of people taking me seriously? And I decided um, to pursue a career in psychology, thinking yeah, you know, if I'm qualified in psychology, people are going to take me seriously and they're going to be interested in this sort of stuff. Um, And they're going to be actually hearing, you know, some of what I'm saying and seeing in me as knowing what I'm talking about or something. Um, But as you know, you may or may not know that psychology is quite a long journey uh, educationally. And so I kind of started the journey um, in terms of my undergraduate degree. And whilst I was doing that, fell into a career in uh, disability services and so I kind of was pursuing this profession alongside working and keeping you know keeping my life sustainable and you know feeding myself and putting a roof over my head and that sort of thing and I kind of fell into the disability side just by chance because my family had been involved in disability as well and in those sorts of services they were involved in education and I was I became involved in um, support to people um, that were living in um, residential kind of facilities so I kind of fell into it and it wasn't my passion um, but it became something I I did really enjoy and I felt like I could make a difference Um, it wasn't making a difference in the way I envisaged that I would be but it was something that I felt was valuable and really useful and it was also really challenging as well and it helped me to kind of um, learn more about the world and learn more about different ways of um, working with people and supporting people and so that was sort of you know my 20s I really um, immersed myself in that and also then uh, the psychology side as well and then I kind of got to my late 20s and I had this realization that I really hadn't quite got to where I'd planned to go and that I'd kind of stalled in some ways and 
I decided I needed to do something to really move things forward uh, in a more positive or more swift direction. I realized that there were people around me finishing uni when they were like 21 and 22 and they were doing, they were following their dreams and actually already in the career. And for me that had sort of, I'd, you know, done things a little bit more slowly. And so I kind of felt like it was time to make things uh, move in, in a more swift way. And um, but what I found was that this part of me that still believed, you know, these qualifications was were important um, uh, led to me kind of continuing on my journey of education. And so I found myself um, going back to uni and doing a master's degree, finishing, so I'd finished my undergrad and then took a bit of a break. And then I decided uh, in order to be taken seriously, I really needed to do my master's degree in psychology and a master's degree in psychology is four years part-time um, and so I started that while I was continuing to work um, and this time in a slightly different um, role within the department uh, uh, you know a government department supporting people with disabilities in a different capacity so families I was supporting families and I was doing a lot of um, work around helping families um, who had young people or adults, um, adult children with a disability that had behavioural issues. And so I sort of started doing this work around supporting people in that behavioural space. And so I was exposed to a bit of a different side of um, psychology or personal development or behavioural, you know, behavioural change. So I kind of became exposed to different ways of looking at things um, through that lens um, and I also simultaneously in my personal life really started to connect with some more spiritual concepts as well so there was this side of me you know I was going through a lot of challenges in my personal life as well and relationships wise and that led to me exploring personal development in a different way and finding books and resources that jumped out at me which I previously hadn't seen um, that sort of related to spiritual ideas and spiritual ways of looking at things, I suppose. And once again, I had this kind of experience of feeling like um, it was a shameful secret that I kind of needed to hold. You know, I did share a little bit with family and with people close to me and I found people didn't really um, respond to it the way that I did. So I was so excited about it and I was passionate and um, I thought, wow, this is amazing. And I started sharing it with those close to me, my family and partners, you know, a partner at the time. Um, but the people that were surrounding me didn't connect in the same way that I did with these ideas. And so what happened was I started to feel like people, those around me, those closest to me saw me as a bit of a uh, flake, for want of a better word. And so I kind of learned to hold some of this stuff close to my chest and not really share it, to just undertake this personal spiritual journey and personal development journey really largely on my own and to keep it really close to my chest, you know. Um, and so that's what I did for many, many years. Um, so then I was working and I was completing my master's and I was bringing so much of what I was doing from my master's into my role uh, within that government service. And what I, what I found was that what I was doing um, in my learning, my learning experience, and I was, you know, I was bringing this to my work, it was actually bringing it to a whole other level. And I was getting a lot of 
um, feedback from people that they were loving what I was doing and that it was making a huge difference and that it was impacting not just the people that we were working with as a team but I guess with the years of experience that I'd had beforehand and then bringing in some of this new new stuff from my um, professional development was adding to the work that the teams that I was working with um, were doing. So it was starting to, you know, I guess this was me shifting into a leadership role in a lot of ways because I'd had enough experience behind me to have the confidence to kind of share new and innovative ways of doing things with the people around me. And I was also someone that saw myself as a, as a team player. Like I never saw myself as a leader. I saw myself as a frontline person, but I was passionate. And so I was able to kind of work alongside people to explore new ways of doing things. And I guess bring them along for the journey to try, try new things and see how they went and how impactful they were. And so this was kind of the journey that I was undertaking at, at that stage, sort of in my early thirties, I suppose. And what happened was I sort of became recognised for my leadership capabilities, and and particularly in the family space and in work, you know, um, working with people from a strengths based perspective. So I have always had this lens. One of the challenges for me with psychology was always right from the word go, um, from when I was a young person. One of the challenges has always been, um, you know. D- managing that sense of getting stuck in the problem Uh, because I'm a very solution-minded person I'm a very strengths-based person and so I'm always looking for what's a creative solution here what's a way we can find you know I always believe anything is possible and so I'm always looking for how we can kind of overcome the barrier or the challenge or whatever it is to be able to move forward in a positive direction and so even though um psychology in many ways uh, had lots of therapies and and, um, approaches which were really strengths-based I also kind of struggled with that um, the the challenging side which was the the getting stuck there um, element of that and so I guess this journey kind of unfolded in a way where I was cultivating an identity for myself as a leader that was strengths-based and positive and um creative and innovative in lots of ways and so this then led me into some more senior leadership roles and all the while this was happening part of me was kind of like hang on what's happening here I had this dream um, all those years ago about having my own business about making a difference um, to people um, personally through personal development and through coaching and here I am like in my early 30s and I'm kind of like I'm in a career path that just kind of chose me and yes I grew and developed and evolved over time and I learned a lot um, which inevitably has helped me you know in more ways than I could ever express um, but but on the flip side I, I guess I sort of hit this point where I was like hang on where is this going where's this all going um, because this isn't this isn't the dream I had this isn't I'm making a difference but it's not the difference I necessarily want to be making I'm ne- not necessarily living true um, to who I am right now so so what's the next step for me and you know what I did was I was still doing my master's and so I wasn't able to call myself a psychologist and I started thinking about um, 
opening a coaching practice and I actually did I actually came up with a name so okay I'm, I'm at uni part-time I'm working full-time as a leader and I'm opening my own part-time coaching practice came up with a name developed a website started um, and just said I'm a coach and I'm you know but all of a sudden out of the blue uh, a job came up um, which was advertised and it was like the perfect fit for the direction I'd previously been going. So all this work I'd been doing in that disability space um, and that leadership space had sort of led somewhere and then all of a sudden this job came up and it just was like the job that was written for me. When I, when I read it, I thought, this job is exactly everything I've done. It was a huge step up in terms of leadership and the responsibilities and the experience that I would gain from the position. Um, but it was, it was like, as I said, it was like a job that was written for me. And at the time I was like really caught because here I was, I was starting this business, this coaching business. And I was, you know, I had rooms that I started renting on a casual basis and I was spending every Saturday morning, like putting resources together to start getting my business up and running. And all of a sudden this job came up and I remember deciding one morning, one Saturday morning, and I was putting all this together and I had this job in one hand and my coaching business in the other. And I remember thinking about my spiritual side and how I wanted to make decisions and at that time, you know, the decision-making that I used was letting the universe kind of guide me and give me, I guess, prompts or hints as to the direction that was made for me or that was right for me at that time. So I decided I was going to go home and talk to my husband about it. Um, he wasn't my husband at the time, my partner at the time. And so I did and I came home and I shared the job with him and I talked to him about my you know, what I was working on with my business and the excitement I had about that, but also the opportunity that was presented by this, um, by this role. And together, well, I mean, I guess he, we decided it together, but there was that sense of, well, what have I got to lose? I'm already working full-time in this leadership position. I don't have to chuck the coaching business in. I can actually just change from one full-time position to this, you know, if I was lucky enough to get the position, um, all, all it meant was, am I, am I applying for this or not? But I had to make that decision really consciously, knowing that if it happened, it happened. Um, and we decided, yeah, why not just throw my hat in the ring and see what happened? And funnily enough, uh, I guess that sense that I had that the job was made for me um, came true in that I went for the interview and found out later that same day that I was... Um, successful in the position in um, obtaining the position and so the decision was kind of made then it was like yeah this I'm all in here and it was hugely exciting because it was drawing on the skills and knowledge and experience that I'd been building on all these years um, but at the same time it was um, not the direction I'd imagined myself going and so it was kind of like a bit of a bittersweet sweet moment I suppose um, but at the same time, it was exciting. And once I got into it, I loved it. And I really felt this sort of passion for it for a long time. But there came a point in time where the organization restructured. And I guess I'd learned a lot in that period of time. And I'd 
been through a lot as well like it was quite a stressful position it was intense um I felt like I had genuinely made a difference in the role and that it was valuable and that I'd grown as a person but that there was um you know I guess there was more that I wanted and the organization restructured and the job became um and non-existent and I um, was given opportunities to apply for other roles but I guess at that point in time I was like I just didn't think that there was anything else there that was a great fit for me and I selected a position which was closest to the position that I had but you know in terms of the type of role that it was and the responsibilities but there was a part of me that was just kind of feeling um like it just it wasn't the same it wasn't the job that was written for me that I'd applied for and so I just didn't feel the same for me anymore and I guess it was a point in time of review and reflection and I was you know all the while I've got this sort of coaching business part-time in the background that um, in in a way had kind of fallen away because I really couldn't devote uh, any time to it whilst I was in that senior position I just did not have the capacity to do that I was just too much uh, involved in this in the leadership role and so it had sort of sat there um, and not I hadn't done anything with it but when I reflected and reviewed and kind of thought you know this is this is where I'm going like this is really important to me um it it became something which um was a bit higher on the priority list um and you know I'm kind of like approaching my late 30s at this point (laughs) and and I'm thinking how long is it going to take me to actually do this and I started a coaching course I finished my psychology and then I thought I'm going to do coaching so I probably should have a qualification for that as well so here's this part of me that comes in again about that needing to be qualified needing to be credible needing to have people feel that you know take me seriously Um, and so this this journey is there's like this pattern unfolding in my journey of all these reasons to keep going in the same direction and all these things that I need before I can really launch and do this thing that I actually dream I dream of Um, and so as I'm sort of edging towards this late 30s and I'm at this decision-making point, um, I'm also um, personally experiencing a few things which um, are influencing the decision. So one of the things, and you know, this is sort of sharing a lot personally, but um, my husband and I went through many years of infertility and I felt and I was concerned that the stress of being in a senior leadership position and the level of the high level of work and volume of work and the intensity of work I was concerned that it was impacting on my ability to conceive and I felt as though I might and I also I'd been working in the government by for 10 years at this time and I had three months of long service leave available so for those of you that live in Australia um, would be aware when you hit seven to ten years uh, in with an employer here in Australia that you become eligible for long service leave which is for every 10 years I think it's three months of leave and so here I am approaching 10 years I've got you know a change of job into a job that's um, totally different um, and you know I'm struggling to conceive and then I've got this dream in the back of my mind about where my career is going long term and I've got this pocket of money um of leave available to me and I guess I just I thought about it for so long like it took me such a long time to make the decision because 
I was really frightened. I was really scared of leaving what I'd worked so hard for and what I'd felt, you know, all that credibility and that, um, you know, being taken seriously that I'd worked for for all those years. I was really worried about um, that safety net, I suppose. You know, I'd, I'd built a lot of relationships over those years um, with colleagues and, you know, leaders around me and just professionally had a big network and I was really concerned about how it would be received by others and so there's this sort of side of uh, of a thread running through some of these decisions which is about how, how are other people going to um, receive this um, and, and is it going to make a difference to my long-term career um, outcomes if I was to stop and um, and do this, follow this dream. And so what I, after much thinking and some and coaching, I had some coaching myself to help me sort of work through the internal barriers that were stopping me making the decision, realised that if, you know, if I don't take the leap, it's not going to happen for me. I, I actually need to make it happen if, if it's going to. And, you know, the only thing to be afraid of is really not not following your dreams and not living not living those experiences that you want to live in life like no one else really cares ultimately what you do um, but there's that sense of having the courage to sometimes let go of something and be willing to take that chance and what I decided was um, I needed to take some time anyway to see what happened uh, with our fertility journey and I had that leave up my sleeve and so I talked to my manager at the time and I just said I really think for personal reasons um, I need to take some time and I explained about the fertility stuff and I also explained I would like to run a business part-time doing something else um, during that that leave and that was approved by my manager and so I took some time off um, and once I made the decision it was just like this huge weight had been lifted off it was like finally I could follow this passion and dream that I'd had in my mind for all these years and I guess in many ways I felt as though it was the right time like I could have done it earlier had I had a different um, outlook on things if I hadn't have expected so much of myself in terms of all that study and experience and that need to be taken seriously but at the same time I had the at that point in time in my life, I had the confidence to kind of say, I can do this. Um, I know I can turn this into a success. And um, so that's what I did. And so I took some time off. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess in many ways, finally um, dived in and wholeheartedly committed myself to doing um, what you know I've now been doing for a number of years establish my own business I say I've been running my business for four years really it's been more than that but really actively for four years it's it's the kind of avenue where I can really bring myself fully to the experience and um, I guess start to share a little bit more about who I am and um, a little bit more about what drives and motivates me and what sort of, what do I bring, I guess, um, to this role that I have uh, for those people that um, follow me or that for those people that, you know, join my workshops or that um, are reaching out and looking for support in, 
you know, living, creating as, you know, as I often say, create, lead and live your own life. And, you know, that philosophy really came out of um, my own experience, which is that I believe that we are all a creator of our own life and our own experience and that that comes from within us, um, that sense of a desire, a dream to move in a, in a particular direction or live and experience a particular way of life. Um, and the lead part to me is not just about um, the impact that you have uh, in the world and on others, but the way in which we lead ourselves, um, the way in which we bring ourselves through challenging situations or that we um, you know, move to overcome those kinds of barriers that stand in our ways. To me, leading is about leading yourself first. And when, when you do that, um, you're in a better position to be able to support others and work with others um, in helpful, meaningful ways. So to me, that's where the lead part sort of comes in. And then the living part is really just enjoying your life. You know, I think there's been many times through my own life where I've worked so hard that um, I forgot about living and enjoying life. And along the way, there were many t points in time where I'd reflect and, and there always is. It's a constant evolution um, and a constant journey of reflecting on what do I need to be doing to make sure that I'm actually getting the most out of every day. It's not just about the purpose and the mission that I have, but it's also about living my life and enjoying it and spending time with the people that are, you know mean the most to me and have the peace of mind and presence to be able to actually feel fulfilled every single day, even regardless of if I'm working or not, um, to just really enjoy life. And, you know, I think that's, you know, the point at which I'm at now is actually doing that, creating, leading and living it. And it's something, it's like a, a pattern that I've been um, working on over many, many years and something which I've found really, really helpful. And, and, in the last four years in my business, it's evolved as well. And so I've been putting together workshops and resources and things along the way. And many of these have stemmed from my own challenges. So um, I would seek feedback from, you know, various groups that um, were following me or, um, you know, people on my email list or, or people that were um, current clients. And I'd be fi figuring out what are some of the challenges that we're currently facing that we could really use. Um, some extra support and you know some resourcing or a workshop or a challenge or whatever um, to support us to navigate and, and, and move through that in a really helpful way and so over the last four years in my business that's what I've been doing is creating heaps heaps and heaps of workshops and challenges and programs um, to really help myself and the people that have been following me to really live you know create lead and live the life of their own dreams and, and get out of their own way ultimately to be to be able to actually live that and and so that's sort of yeah I mean that's what you know what brings me to this point in time and uh, you know I guess I wanted to share it with you because I thought it gives you a bit of a sense of who I am and where I come from and why I keep sharing all this stuff <laughs> and why it's such a deep passion for me you know this is a lifelong passion that I have it's not something that's quite new and you know that spiritual side of me that's the part that I'm really wanting to share more of and not in a um, you know um, I see spirituality and, and religion as quite separate and quite different 
Uh, a lot of people, when they hear spirituality, they think of religion. But to me, spirituality is a very personal experience and it's not, you know, rule-based. It's more about your own experience of a connection with a higher power or the universe, you, you know, whatever it is um, that's meaningful to you. Love, like I often use the word love as that kind of um, the essence of all of us. Um, and, and for me, that connection with that sense of that essence of love throughout all of us is you know what I consider my own spirituality and so even though I would never um, I don't believe in pushing um, my personal values um, or, or views on anyone else I also really want to be really authentic and real on myself and so what you'll probably find in future is that there'll be things that I will um, reflect on or bring through in my podcasts and videos and resources that reflect my own experiences and ideas um, and and I'll be inviting you guys um, to share your own personal values and your own personal spiritual experiences or life experiences which you know really add to this discussion uh, I never see myself as having all the answers or um, you know I really just you know want to be a source of facilitating I guess a discussion between all of us as to what makes life more meaningful and purposeful and enjoyable um, so that kind of in you know uh, captures a little bit of my background and you know ways in which I guess um, I've been holding myself back but also following that journey you know of letting my heart kind of unfold uh, you know the journey unfold from my heart in its own unique way and, you know, I had some sort of points that I wanted to touch on, you know, that I thought were like learnings for me from this experience. The first one was I was making a difference all along, even if it didn't look like the way I thought it should. I think this is so important. Like I work with many people, uh, you know, in their 30s and 40s um, and 50s and beyond um, who feel like they didn't necessarily do what they thought they were going to do and there's that sometimes that sense of being stuck or sometimes disappointment or sometimes feeling like it's too late um, but I think sometimes it can be really useful to look back and look back and really acknowledge what you did do along the journey already because it's easy to discount it because it didn't look the way that we necessarily thought that it should. Um, I I also wrote life was sending me in the right direction and it's almost had its own plan for me which I didn't really see at the time and you know an example of that is that role when I got that job description and I felt it was written for me it was like I genuinely believe the universe kind of sent me that role for its own reason um, it, it, maybe I needed that to have the confidence to then run my own business maybe the experiences that I had of putting myself out of my comfort zone in those leadership roles really helped me to be able to bring more of myself courageously um, to doing things like, you know, filming a podcast or doing Facebook lives when I was on Facebook or, or you know, doing these things that, you know, presenting a workshop in front of lots of people, um, all those things that I really dreamt of might have been more challenging for me before I had those sorts of leadership experiences. So, for all I know, and you know, I guess deep down I do believe, as late as it was for me in life coming to actually live this final kind of, well, who knows if it's the final, I've still got a lot of life ahead of me, so who knows where it could go from here. But um, this idea about the journey unfolding in perfect ways, helping you find your way to that dream that you have. And so I genuinely do believe that. 
One of the points I wrote here was trusting in my heart and what it was telling me instead of my fears. So all along the way, there's always this sort of inner tussle that happens between what you dream of and what you hope for and then the doubts, fears and worries, a sense of wanting to be taken seriously, doubting whether you've got the skills to do it, doubting whether other people will believe that you have the skills, doubting people will listen to you, you know, worrying that um, you could lose something by taking a turn in a different direction or, or feeling stuck and indecisive about where to go next. You know, all those sorts of things, um, you know, often come from a place of fear and when we let go of that fear and we start to trust what is in our heart um, we can often find our way into um, much more incredible um, and, and wonderful things and it's just about really connecting and trusting that sense that comes from your heart um, and that self-belief that underpins everything you might have self-doubt but underneath it there is um, self-belief there as well otherwise you wouldn't have dreams if that wasn't the case so it's never too late to start so I was almost 40 when I started my business and I genuinely believe it doesn't matter how old you are it's never too late to start and and when we say it's too late we're just throwing up a barrier which is preventing us really living that really fulfilling life the only person's opinion that really matters is my own and I wrote you know I could be my own worst critic um, and really I can be my greatest supporter or encourager so which do I choose like am I going to keep being my my own worst critic um, and hold myself back or am I going to keep being my my strongest supporter and encourager and I know which one I would rather choose and it's easy sometimes for those doubts to creep in but they don't have to be um the number one thing which guides me they're there and I acknowledge them but there's this part of me that actually really wants to support my development and my journey um, through encouraging myself and and you know in being my greatest supporter in in lots of ways and so that was part of that sort of learning for me as well life is too short not to do what brings us joy and you know there's nothing more true than this and I think you know this coronavirus and um, the environment that we're in at the moment is probably highlighting this for lots of us is where are our priorities like what's most important and if living joy isn't a priority for us then what is a priority like we've got it's a choice for us how do we want to live and joy is something we can choose and it's something that's there and available to us all the time it's available to us today you know when I talked about live we can live joyfully today regardless of what our meaning and purpose and what we're doing career-wise living joyfully and with meaning today is is what it's all about as well and so um, not putting that off and and delaying it is is really important Life helps us along, but we can help it along too by our own clarity and knowing exactly what we want. And so even though I do believe that the universe helped me to get, uh, you know, through those barriers and to start to live my dream, you know, in my late 30s, um, the thing was I could have got there a lot earlier and I don't um, have any regrets. I really do value a lot of the experience, you know, value all of the experience I've had in my life and I don't have any regrets. But that doesn't mean to say that life wouldn't have gone in a different direction if I didn't hold myself to some of those beliefs or some of those things that held me back, like the belief that I needed people to take me seriously, that I needed more credibility, that I needed more qualifications, that I needed more experience, that I needed to look, you know, from that young point when I was 15 and thinking I was too young to make a difference, um, 
these beliefs that we hold um, are sometimes the main thing that's holding us back. And it's not that it'll hold us back indefinitely, um, but they can slow us down and they can prevent us to actually, from actually seeing opportunities that are there in front of us and taking them up uh, when they're there. So, so those are just some of the lessons that are, you know sort of came uh, from that exp- you know the experience of uh, of my own personal journey. I hope that you found these useful. Um, as I mentioned before, I have created a coaching program called Create, Lead, Live, which has all those resources in it that I've developed over the last four years. It's like a library, like a comprehensive library just sitting there waiting for you. Um, and alongside that, um, as part of this Create, Lead, Live coaching program, I'm providing monthly coaching as well. So Part of the process is um, diving into the program and looking at all the resources that are there, finding what's relevant to you, um, setting up a bit of a plan for yourself. So there's a um, dreams and goal setting and planning workshop uh, within the Create, Lead, Live resource hub. So it's, you know, setting up a bit of a plan for yourself of what is it that, what are my dreams? What are my goals? What, you know, what am I working towards here like getting that real clarity so that you actually know exactly what it is and so you've got a better chance of kind of moving forward um, in that more effective and efficient kind of way and then looking at well what are some of the barriers that are preventing me doing that and how can I draw on um, the resources that are here in Create, Lead, Live to help me overcome those barriers because you know it's one thing to have a dream and a vision but if you have all these barriers that are standing in your way the dream and the vision won't take you anywhere Um, so those resources are really an important part of overcoming um, those internal barriers so so there's all of that kind of in there and then there's the monthly coaching sessions which will really help you to implement these changes so you've got that sort of set up plan for yourself and then together alongside the workshops there's the coaching um, that we can work through any barriers that come up for you along the way and help you stay on track and accountable really for what you've said that you want to do and what you what you're dreaming of and kind of like exploring that for you like when you have a dream and you uh, are stalling on it, it can be useful to really think, well, what's holding me back here? Because sometimes those blind, those spots are, you know, hidden to us and they're harder for us to see. And so coaching can really help us unearth some of our own blind spots um, so that we can then address them and uh, move forward in really helpful ways. Uh, I'll pop a link in the show notes uh, just uh, directly to the information page about the Create, Lead, Live program. Um, and it is now twenty five dollars um, Australian, twenty five Australian dollars a month, and it's a, a membership where you can start and stop anytime you want. So you could dive in for a month and give it a go and see, have a look at everything that's in there. Um, join us for the coaching session, set up your plan, and just see how it all feels. Um, you know, for twenty five dollars, it just gives you an opportunity to just give it a you know give it a go and see how it feels. Once you get in there at that twenty five dollar rate, you'll be that will be maintained for the duration of your. Um, participation in the program so it's um, really I've made it as affordable as I as I can uh, in the current climate for for those of you that join so I've got 20 spots available um, and so it's something if you're interested in to just jump in and and give it a go I would so love to have you join me I uh, you know can't wait Um, it's just something that I just love it so much and I just can't wait to share it with you. Um, So please do uh, jump on, click on the link in the show notes and have a look. And if you've got any questions, uh, get in touch and let me know.
My email is coaching at emilywilkes.com. So don't hesitate to send me an email if you've got any questions. This has been a long podcast, so thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found it really helpful and I will look forward to seeing you and talking to you next week for the next instalment. All right, until then, take care and have a, a fantastic week. Thank you for joining me for Create, Lead, Live. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let me know by getting in touch, leaving a review or sharing it with others that you think would enjoy it too. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at coaching at emilywilkes.com or find out more about Create, Lead, Live at emilywilkes.com. I look forward to hearing from you.